and hello to all of my fellow lippy-loving Americans all across the fruity plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke through Pierre, on another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday for Torch Report 495, Building Trust and Digital Enslavement. While the algorithms are working their magic, friends, more and more people are, in fact, turning their turning to the government for answers, and that is a really big problem. Uh, <clears throat> Before we get into today, friends, I just want to say I feel quite a bit better today. My voice is almost back to normal. Uh, and I, I just thanks for bearing with me. I know it's been a little bit rough here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but back on track now. And I want to start the day here with just a little bit of headline analysis. First up, I want to draw attention to the fawning adoration for the Chinese Communist Party over at the Drudge Report this morning. You'll see a spiffy, uh, spiffy screenshot here of the global leader Xi Jinping telling his old friend Biden that the world is big enough for the both of them. I highlighted a few uh, things here. Friends, by the way, hey, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to see the spiffy annotated screenshot where uh, we see Xi is telling his old friend the, the earth's big enough for the both of them. And of course, the Chinese citizens, they're kind of getting this whiplash because the Chinese state media has done a U-turn on the USA. And meanwhile, the uh, communists are launching the world's fastest internet and all that kind of stuff. There's just a lot there. But I want to I want to contrast the way that Drudge is presenting this, this great, positive, euphoric experience between the Americans and the Chinese and, oh, kumbaya, contrast that with the fact that Joe effing Biden told the, uh, the president, I'm sorry, told the, yeah, told the press that Xi Jinping was a dictator shortly after the meeting, right? He goes out to the press conference and somebody shouts out, well, given everything has gone so good, would you really consider Xi Jinping a dictator? That's not exactly how they phrased it. But the uh, off-the-cuff answer was Biden saying, well, he is a dictator. And, of course, Drudge Report conveniently left that out. So you can understand why the Chinese people are getting whiplash from this abrupt change in tone. All of a sudden, you know, one commenter said, the atmosphere between China and the U.S. is, is, as, is as if a couple in an arranged marriage has fallen in love. But, of course, the CCP uh, probably struck down that post. Anyway, meanwhile, though most of America Americans are in the dark about this because most of the American lapdog media remains mum about the bold, abrasive, accurate dictator remarks from Joe the Sock Puppet Biden, uh, Zero Hedge offered up a little treat today. Uh, the, the title of the article is China decries Biden's off-script dictator Xi comment as extremely wrong. Uh, it was extremely wrong political maneuvering. And if you want to see Joe Biden making the dictator comment and see and watch uh, Secretary of State Anthony frickin' Blinken look like he wants to crawl into a hole and die, uh, you got to check out that article. It's great. Uh, <clears throat> I mean... You know, Biden basically took the carefully scripted and choreographed diplomacy of the day and threw it directly under the bus. That article is, in fact, a doozy. And by the way, chances are, I think, you know, you probably missed Xi Jinping's grand entrance into San Francisco. I don't know if you caught that or not, but his motorcade rolled through the streets to wild fanfare. Thousands of American citizens cheering and waving their communist flags because... 
you know, they, eh, well, because they're a bunch of commies in San Francisco, but that news didn't get out there because quote unquote, they don't want you to see it. So I was trying to find a video to put in the article today and I couldn't find one. And so anyway, I did put a picture, a visual for you in there, but <coughs> excuse me for <coughs> man, holy smokes. I guess I'm not a hundred percent just yet, but uh, anyway, the question, you know, underneath the picture in the, in the report today, is this America or is, is this China? All you see is a, a red wave. We've talked about the real wet red wave. All we see are communist flags. And in many ways, the distinction between America and China has, has really become indiscernible, particularly in uh, big liberal cities like San Francisco. So there are, though there are thousands of independent videos out there documenting this shocking display of communist solidarity on American streets, they have quickly been disappeared uh, by the algorithms because as Newsweek notes, videos of Chinese flags filling San Francisco streets sparked backlash. Jeez, what a surprise, you know? But it irks me to no end that YouTube et al. have buried and removed this footage because it prevents me from sharing it in the report today. Uh, but I want to note that those videos are still up on uh, Elon Musk's X platform, formerly Twitter, but for competitive reasons, Musk competitive reasons, Musk doesn't allow X videos to be embedded on Substack. So there you have it. I did put a link in there. If you're not on the X platform, you won't be able to see it. But anyway, all in all, friends, it is getting harder and harder to share the truth. And in a roundabout fashion, that does uh, tie directly into what we will be talking about today. So having tipped the hat to the San Francisco showing uh, its true commie colors for the much-hyped Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit, APEC, I do now want to pivot back to discussing the globalist use of weaponized AI to enslave the whole of humanity in the mental illusions of a deviously designed and cleverly fabricated non-reality. Friends, lest we forget, while the whole world was watching the communist dictator Xi Jinping get treated like a king in the good old US of A, the real movers and shakers were gathered in San Francisco, coincidentally at the exact same time, for the WEF's AI Global Governance Summit. I'm sorry, AI Governance Summit. And I think the AI Governance Summit, that's where the big brains were at, as opposed to the figureheads. And so these big brains were gathered together, you know, working out their strategies for the formation of a new global digital government, aka the New World Order. Now, interestingly enough, the first time I reported on the UN's Division for Digital Government was back in June of 2022. And I was going back to click through and reference that in a prior report, and, and the page has been taken down. I was like, what? Where did this uh, UN page for d global digital government go? And anyway, I used the Wayback Machine to fetch the original page because I wanted to highlight a, a few pertinent pass passages and then kind of explain their importance here. But I just want to point out again, just like the, the uh, videos of Xi Jinping rolling through uh, San Francisco with commie flags everywhere, that you can't find that. Just like the UN used to have a page on global digital government, you can't find that anymore. They are rapidly changing what people have access to, the information people have access to. And of course, that is rapidly reshaping public perspective. Now, via the Wayback Machine uh, and the United Nations uh EcoSoc Division for public for digital government. Ultimately, the three things I want to point out are first that the UN is focusing on building strong institutions and governance 
to advance the 2030 agenda, which, of course, as you probably well know, the, the 2030 agenda, Agenda 2030, is in fact the ultimate anti-human agenda. The second thing I want to point out from the UN's website is that they are nurturing, quote, multi-stakeholder dialogue, end quote, to transform existing institutions like government agencies, and they're doing this by building people's trust in them. That is a direct quote. They're building people's trust in government institutions. The third thing I want to point out is that they are organizing and mobilizing all parts of national and local government and public servants to implement the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, via policy integration. So they're they're mobilizing the whole of government and the whole of society to implement this insidious agenda, and that's not to be overlooked. So, without getting into the nitty gritty details of the of the 2030 agenda today, friends, suffice it to say. This is the overarching and underlying impetus for total global control over a reduced and pacified human population. What needs to be emphasized here is that the global digital government is being implemented via the craft of governance. A government versus governance. And I've made this distinction before. Uh, perhaps the distinction was most succinctly summed up back in Torture Report 353, Introducing Earth Systems Governance, their words, not mine. And I want to read this little excerpt that I think really explains this process perfectly. How are they influencing local government? They're doing it through global governance. And here's the excerpt. This is how. Okay, they pour billions of dollars into creating the science, then set about building global consensus among the experts, who then feed the data to the marketing department, who ultimately, uh, in who are ultimately in charge of transforming this well-funded fiction into the narrative that miraculously then ascends to the position of absolute truth. Who, in their right mind, would question the narrative when it's so clearly based on the data, which has been so thoroughly analyzed by the experts who alone are qualified to decipher the science. We mere peasants are simply too ignorant to know what's good for us. This, that is, that I should say, that is how global governance works. The global elites have perfected this process, and this is how a small group of powerful people have taken control of public policy all around the globe. There is no need to replace our government when they can simply control the policies of our government via this system of international influence. All they need is to have a few sympathizers on the inside, of which there are plenty, and voila, America's political system becomes a functional apparatus of the global cabal. The end of excerpt. <laughs> now, trying to channel uh, a little bit of my inner George Carlin there, but the, that's the that's the way that it works, friends. And like I was saying earlier in the week, I don't see the the you know collapse of America. It's not going to be this violent takeover of our country. It's this insidious plot uh, to spread the infectious mental disease of socialism and communism, progressivism, whatever you want to call it, throughout the American uh, body politic, if you will, but throughout America's political system. So that said, you know, taking a step further back in time, I want to cite the, uh, the United, Na United States National Intelligence Count National Intelligence Councils, the NIC's taxpayer-funded report titled "Global Governance 2025 at a Critical Junction." 
This was uh, originally unearthed back in Torch Report 105. Friends, that's a long time ago. Torch Report 105, science soothsayers, soothsayers and something fishy. It would, it would be wise for us to realize, per the NIC's taxpayer-funded report, it says, and I quote, global governance requires giving over significant sovereignty to others, period, end quote. Global governance requires giving over significant sovereignty to others, end quote. And not, we're giving it over to unelected global bureaucrats, okay? We're giving it over to the invisible hand of the global cabal. What more do we need? Is it not abundantly clear that our very own government, most especially the deep state intelligence apparatus who is so handily handling the current sock puppet president, they understand exactly what they are doing. They are subjugating we, the American people, to an unelected global cabal, subverting the United States Constitution and quite intentionally forfeiting our rights as Americans to exercise sovereign control over the affairs of our own damn country. And friends, they've been doing it for decades. Did I miss anything here? Oh, yeah, that's right. They are openly committing this treason with a smile on their smug, arrogant faces. And I did put a picture of a few past presidents. We got good old Barack Hussein Obama with George Bush and Bill Clinton backslapping, ass-grabbing, smile, smiles, and cheeky. And I think it's important, I put that there because I think it's important to point out that both of our political parties have been presiding over and studiously guiding this fundamental transformation of America toward a new world order for decades. As someone famously said, they're in the club and we are not in it. Uh, Another picture here with good old H.W., the guy who said back in 1991 that out uh, out of this dark times will come a new world order. Friends, This is global governance at its finest. Governance is subtle influence. Government is raw power. And in a sense, these words, governance and government, they represent the carrot and the stick that is being used to herd humanity into the great inescapable global socialist surveillance state that they have dubbed future earth. Because future Earth sounds so much softer, so much nicer and enticing and inviting than the new world order. But I assure you, the aim is the same. Of course, the aim is nothing less than total global control. And friends, I just want to be crystal clear here. The goal is not for the U.S. to rule the world. The goal is not for China to rule the world. The goal is not for NATO or the BRICS to rule the world. The goal is for the global elites of all these countries together to rule the world, to keep the peasants in line with the iron fist of weaponized AI forever. You want to picture the future of humanity? Imagine a boot stamping on the face of humanity. That's what I'm talking about here. They're working together. The commies and the fascists in cahoots through their public-private partnerships and their myriad non-governmental organizations, they are taking over the world and having their way with humanity. So to drive the point home here today, uh, I want to take a look at that NIC report on global governance. I want to share a little passage here. And I quote, the United States National Intelligence Council and the European Union's Institute for Security Studies 
have joined forces to produce this assessment of the long-term prospects for global governance frameworks. This exercise builds on the experience of the two institutions in identifying the key trends shaping the future international system, period, end quote. Friends, what we see here is that both the European and American intelligence communities have joined forces to assess the long-term prospects of ruling the world via the future international system. Their words, not mine, the future international system. Please note that they are not opposed to this future international system, nor do they perceive it as a threat to national security. Instead, and on the contrary, they are wholeheartedly embracing the idea of a future international system, and they are actively working to accelerate the transition. Furthermore, friends, they clearly do not perceive China, Russia, the BRICS, or the oil-rich nations of the Middle East as a threat to this progress, given that, per the report, quote, Global Governance 2025, is the result of an inclusive process enriched by wide-ranging consultations with government officials as well as businesses and academic NGO and think tank leaders and media representatives in Brazil, China, India, Japan, Russia, South Africa, and in the Gulf region of the UAE. And quote, oh, how lovely, isn't it wonderful that all of our enlightened global leaders are setting aside their petty differences and working together to enslave humanity in a digital surveillance state. It's all just so damn inclusive, it makes me want to puke. Friends, having outlined <clears throat> the emerging global power structure, let me get a little sip of water here, my voice is rough. Mm. Having outlined the emerging global power structure, I want to wrap up today's report by turning our attention to how this will, in fact, affect every single American at the local community level. Now, we know that this is going to affect us all at the local level because, A, they've announced the specific intention to do that, and B, it's already happening. So, here I want to pull into the conversation the insidiously deceptive environmental agenda, which of course is in fact a depopulation agenda that has in fact been co-opted by the eugenics agenda and in fact has been baked directly into the sustainable development goals of the 2030 agenda. All of that said, the AI Global Governance Summit held a session this week on four ways that AI can supercharge sustainable development which as previously discussed includes fancy new ways to fabricate what they call synthetic data completely out of thin air. Now this AI generated data can then be fed into the statistical models that inevitably will be used to direct public policy. I'm, I'm sure you can see the writing on the wall here. All of this is said to contribute to global resilience against an increasing frequency and intensity of climate-related disaster. Cue the sense of urgency. Friends, what this really means is that the globalists will now be using AI to justify taking control over our energy use, over our food supply, over our access to water, our ability to travel, and over even our ability to call out the unscientific quack of the climate cult itself. So as I've said many times, we need to realize that the environmental agenda, agenda is the one agenda to rule them all. And now that they've got the weaponized AI at their disposal, they will, they are, in fact, uh, per that conference this week, they're rapidly shifting focus to ensuring accountability. 
Okay, let that sink in. They're, they're, they're shifting focus to ensuring accountability with this one agenda to rule them all. They're shifting focus toward enforcing compliance with their madness. The smart meters in our local community are a perfect example. Less carrot, more stick, as they said over at Summer Davos in China. In the end, friends, it all boils down to trust. So long as we trust that this digital enslavement is for our own good, then we won't get the stick. That's why Central Command is so busy leveraging digital innovations to further trust in the government. Friends, they don't want to beat us into submission, but they sure as hell will, and therefore resist we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find that little heart, click that heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the creators don't love all, so you can share this podcast with everyone you know. The content embraces thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, friends. I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.